He was like the guy who's just always smiling, everything's cool. Oh, and then yeah, when he man. became The Rock, and then yeah. he took off from there. Him, Stone Cold, like the best characters ever. Because they feel so Stone genuine. Cold. They felt like, you know, anti hero. They could talk. Shawn Michaels, too. Shawn Michaels, too. But he, it was more based on performance. He can't. He can't talk at all. I've heard it. It's it's not it's not the best. They just mastered the art. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it doesn't sound corny when like The Rock speaks. Like even though you know it's fake, it's like it's oh, yeah, like yeah. you the the suspense of disbelief. Like you were like, yeah, nigga, damn, my nigga going hard. He's for a no great reason. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, he makes bad movies. I heard apparently the the Jungle uh, Cruise is good, but I don't, I'm not gonna watch you that. Sure. Think I wouldn't it. say all his movies are bad. Not all of them. What's it? No, no, chill. What was the movie made with Kevin Hart? The, um, Central Intelligence is trash. You're not really not, bad. Not high listen, number, bro. Jumanji was fine, bro. You niggas is wild. Oh, I was never. Me. I didn't watch that one. You I niggas sleep now. Nah, you niggas is wild, bro. You niggas because I don't really fuck with Kevin Hart. You so niggas I'm, like, like, I'm not watching. Bro, that was like 20, what is it, 2016? What is that supposed to What do you mean by that? That was pre-Kevin Hart being, being what who do you he mean? is now. What do you mean by that? Exactly what I mean by that. <laughs> no, literally, what do you mean by that? Though? Oh, he was cool. still you think that, that's gonna like? No, no, I felt like he got corny around 2016. That's when like. Oh, so you think because more, some time him, has passed? This is me making more bread is corny. Damn, that must. Nah, <laughs> this, this his is jokes me. got. Let me, let me his get some got corny. Uh-huh. His jokes got corny. Yeah, my tax is elevated. My tax bracket went up. No, like the fuck am I still doing so talking to broke niggas? He still was yeah. talking about his family, though. Exactly. About my family in my mansion. That's what he was talking about. I That's why it was corny. <laughs> this nigga was talking about. Oh, yeah. Remember when? Yeah, we all watched that. Um, what was it? Unfiltered, I think. Mm. He, the last one that was on Netflix. Oh, the, oh with the background and shit unfiltered. like that? When he was on. Bro, think, think about that, bro. That nigga. This is, you, t- you tell me. This, don't even cut this shit. We're going straight into the podcast at this okay. point. Because this is how we're going to start, bro. Think about this shit, right? You're talking about he had corny, right? Yeah. In the whole shit, he has a projector where he has a joke about niggas taking the trash can to the end of his driveway. Yeah. Th- is that a nigga telling jokes for niggas at that point? Is that no, your target no. audience? Hey, guys, I'm so fucking rich. Um, sometimes I get scared when I put out my trash in my million-dollar mansion, That's guys. True. Can you relate to that? You see this projector that no one has ever done before? That's me right there. Now, look, what disconnect is he going to have? I'm sorry. Here's the thing. He does have a lot of money. Dave Chappelle has a lot of money. And Dave Chappelle still tells funny jokes. He did fall off. I'm not, you can't com- no, we're no, not going to compare to his greatness. No, no, no. I mean, it's, not, it's not big. Well, he didn't fall off. I just think that his his, his comedy has gotten more too sensitive. And I, it's gotten way more like. Over, ears I don't want to say sensitive. over your head. His ears are very sensitive. I don't know, man. I feel like. Eddie Murphy's delirious wouldn't work today. I don't no. know. It definitely wouldn't, but no. Eddie Murphy has It would have worked. You have just been what? classified as dark comedy. It no, it would no, not, not work. It wouldn't work. No. Do you not? Not in today's it. community. I didn't no. watch it. I've never watched it. You so never watched it? No. Okay. You never watched Delirious? Ju- trust me. It won't work. It, I'll see. I'm, I will. Or, I will find you a link. Matter of fact, it. I you will. Know, it's on YouTube. Not do it at all. Josh was like, "Oh, just not do it at all." It don't. Yeah, no, no, it you can't. Too much. You can't do delirious. Can't do raw. You can't do those. But I feel like what 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 Dave Chappelle did was 
he saw or like heard like how offended like trans people were and then he doubled down and like yeah, my thing is like once you realize you hit a soft spot for like a particular group just leave that group alone just leave them alone like because you hit a soft spot so you might as well just move on to the next joke like now his like his car the car joke that he had like mm-hmm. the with mm-hmm. the um uh lgbtq lgbt right like showing yeah. like the intersections of like oh like even people within the queer community don't care about trans people and this is what they do to them. They put them in the back or they don't listen to their opinion. Like, yeah. That was a clever joke. Yeah. But then, like, the whole throwing your dick on the table, that t- yeah. I'm like, all right. I mean, like, you have to appeal to That's the thing, too. You can't make a smart weird. joke. At the end of the day, you know, you still, who, niggas. Niggas, old school niggas are going to watch you. Oh, yeah. You yeah, think that you're not going to have to appease to that audience also? The problem is, it's yeah. like when you're trying to appease everyone, it just doesn't work out. No. Talking, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he, you don't, you, as Dave says, he says, he makes a funny joke. But you just you still gotta remember, yo, niggas back in the day still love me. I gotta, I gotta still gotta, you know what I mean? But yeah. that's just the old head clashing with the new head also mm-hmm. at the same time. But as far as people, I'll go back to the Kevin Hart thing. Is he even said in an interview? Was just so I'm jealous of Dave. I'm pretty sure I brought this up before. It was just like I have a company, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. niggas, I hire niggas. I can't just be out here just saying shit like I want to say shit. That's mm-hmm. true. He was said on not the way I'm, I'm saying saying verbatim. No, no I get what like you that, said. I get but, you know what I mean? But that's just a, the power differences. Dave works for himself. And then Dave goes home to his fucking farm in I don't even know where. I think mm-hmm. Cleveland or something like that. I know it's in Ohio somewhere. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in Ohio, like some yeah. cornfield. Yeah. Nah. But, I mean, I don't know. levels. That's all <laughs> it is. Yeah. Some people just get to a point where it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like anybody would want to be having the position that Dave has. Where you literally <coughs> just chill. What I say, I would say as fucked up as 20 years, you know. Being black listed and shit like that, but mm-hmm. come back and be like, ah, you get twenty five mil. Everybody loves you, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. You have a blank check. That's what true. artist wouldn't want that? Twenty, you know what I mean, twenty is a long time to wait for that shit. But twenty <laughs> years, one million per year. That nigga said, you gonna pay me to come back? <laughs> Give me my millions that I missed on my show too. And he was getting like love for the, um, like all those episodes of Chappelle show that. You know, he mm-hmm. didn't own or nothing. Mm-hmm. He was getting like, yo, everybody's like, yo, don't stream that. Take that joint off of Netflix. Take it off of HBO Max until he gets paid. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I was still streaming. I shit. was too. Because them joints is funny. That's rich nigga problem. <laughs> yeah, really? That's, yo, I love when, when people be saying that. Guys, like, you got to help me. Dave. Like, <laughs> no. Dave, the 25 wasn't enough? What more do you want? What? No. Quote Tyrese, what more do you want from me? I'm sorry. I would love to watch uh, what you call it again. The um, Rick James episode, yeah, classic. Awesome. Prince whatever. episode, classic. Anything with Charlie Murphy was classic, honestly. Whatever beef he had between comedy himself Central. and whatever Comedy Central, whatever mm-hmm. first world rich nigga problems they had, <laughs> had nothing to do with me. I'm going to stream it. I respect it. Go ahead. I mean, listen. Speaking of who's not getting any streams these days. Oh, God. Don't do that. Come on, bro. We, we're going to go here right now. Why not, bro? This is the best bet. We were just talking about the, the best community that can just cancel people. That's the best one. Oh, God. Is cancel culture... No, nah, I mean, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I mean, oh, is sorry. cancel culture a real nah. thing? No, no, no. You can ask a question. Yo, dude, is cancel culture is not a real thing. No. That's a whole conversation in itself. It's not real. But it is not real. We've, not real. we've seen too many times where cancel culture... Just, you know, it's just here for a moment. Chris Brown been beating on women for how long? 
He been harassing women for how long? Ain't it's okay, not so. like the, the cancel culture fine, says, hey, the music's we're not going to support. And like it actually affects people's pockets that much. Like it does. He had that verse with J. Cole. He was cool. You feel me? It was a Sorry, fabulous knocked out who teeth. Still his, posting pictures his on own Instagram. Wife? Like nothing, like nothing happened. That's true. Did now what's see? real is when you talk. Did you about see Nightmare Elm Street? That was. What's <laughs> real is when you talk albums. about a particular group of people and you disrespect them. Yeah. What is the common denominator? The baby did. Right, but the baby was talking about. I think what happened was that he was talking about he hit white gay gay and queer people. Right. It had nothing to do with like, cause he. Was, Think about it, like he punched a black woman in the face not too long ago, True. right in the middle of a crowd. Yep. Um, he <clears throat> was pretty much harassing Megan, like gaslighting her with the whole tour. Right. Thing. Like you just you don't bring a man on stage that they have like some kind of situation yeah. where like we don't fully know the details, but the what's out there right now is that he shot at her and shot her in the on, foot. Yeah, in the foot. So to have him on stage, like no one canceled him for that, right? He actually shot a nigga. Actually, didn't he shoot someone? Yeah. He, some killed point, he killed somebody in, somebody, in right? Walmart. In Walmart, yeah. it's a family company, right? It's a family Definitely store. Is. Just killing niggas next to the next to the tricycles, right? <laughs> so, like, my question is, at some point, right? Like, it's not about like you said, right? It's, it's like, oh, it's, it's going after white queer people, right? Like, that's who mm. Elton John. Like, Elton John didn't care about Megan Thee Stallion, like how uncomfortable she was at you yeah, know at Rolling Loud or whatever it was. True. I didn't give a fuck. It was because it hit white people's doorsteps. And that's the only reason. They don't care about black women. They don't care about none of us. They just... It's whiteness. That's where he, that's where he they, fucked up his money. Yo. All the well, festivals... Yeah. Dropping him. And mm-hmm. now there's like memes, you know, coming out like... Of just also, like he, was, he was dropped from the Miami Art Festival, which is huge. Yep. So he ain't going to that either. And of course, he put out that BS PR apology, which we know he don't speak like that. You know yeah, it just seemed too, way too professional. Come on now. The same person <laughs> who wrote now, that is not the same person who did. Who threw that? Okay, Dita. My thing is, okay, why is why does <laughs> not why the, does the PR show up after the fact? Like, right. you, where is the person who is addressing you before you go out and say some shit? Like, hey, maybe we sh- you shouldn't go on stage and say that. Like. Mm. Should think about that. Like, where is that person? Because this seems to happen a lot. Of course. My my thing is hire like, me. I could do that for you. Like, easily. yo, what you want to say? What you finna say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, let's not do that because mm-hmm. then this is gonna happen. All right, you cool? All right, good. I mean, they you gotta, you gotta think about it on <laughs> some devil fact. advocate shit. <laughs> like, if you don't fuck up, how do I get paid? But my thing is, it could also be preventative though. Like, you could, like PR teams was this is not like privately uh, owned. True. If you have a privately owned, why would you? Oh, you would care if your client fucks up. What do you have to do at the end of the day? Yo, send me 50K. Here's your apology later. Do you want to put nigga in there? They're not going to be fucked. You sure you don't put nigga in there? All right. That's why there's never nigga in there because a white person is writing that shit. Yeah. I mean, or a professional black person. Right. When when 2020 now, we got to sit other people, even though we know damn well who the fuck wrote that shit. But that's, that's besides the fucking point. But yeah. But my thing is though, like like Joe was saying, like it's it could be like preventative though. Like like when you go into a job, right? Mm-hmm. They they give you certain trainings, right? Like sexual harassment, like uh, what's the name? Whatever train, like diversity training. Yes. Are, I think every rapper 
should be like with their label should be like yo like these are the type of trainings you got to take nigga because you're going to be around so many different people that you can't be speaking how you was talking like in your hood like you can't you're around a completely different group of people and the execs are white a lot of execs are gay and white Mm -hmm. right um or jewish and white whatever like right like Mm -hmm. so it's like they they need to prepare a lot of these these niggas from the hood who are rapping and getting new money on how to speak or just let them burn their own bridge and like they they adults right like I don't yeah. know but whichever way it goes something better got happening like showing and up I'm sure it's happening yeah. I'm sure there's certain like, I feel like for example a Jay Z or Beyonce right like at one point they just stopped talking mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm so saying smart. so I'm pretty sure they your Rihanna's they all have PR before and after. I just think, like you said, mm-hmm. all rappers, all celebrities should have it before you act and afterwards mm-hmm. in case things don't go well. Mm-hmm. You know, just somebody to just let me troubleshoot real quick. Hey, this is what I'm going to go up there and say, you know, so I don't talk out of my ass. Right. And let you know, are right, you good? Go ahead. Or now nah, you might want to switch this or not say this, you know. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And I also was trying to figure out why he was so worried about. The nigga sucking dick in the parking lot. Whoa! I don't understand. Like, why was he worried about? Because he said that mm-hmm. the nigga sucking dick in the parking lot. Like, mm-hmm. wh- at what point does your brain, like, while you're performing, think about people giving oral pleasures? It was on your mind. You gotta speak it. I don't know, man. Like, he he just picked the the most random how many, things. How many letters was that? Imagine you saying that's one thing I love as artists is you say one phrase and it's like millions are gone. Yeah, but that was a specific. Like he's going back to you. That was a specific thing, though. Like for, for. Excuse me. Excuse me. I knew it. I knew we were good. I told you just cut a little bit. Just cut a little. Bit. No, no, keep that in there. No, no, no. She acting up. <laughs> no, I'm gonna cut. Nah, it. nah. Say that. uncut. All day. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I lost my train of thought. Josh, you got to But my personal thing, like, just out of curiosity, as he was pulling up to Rolling Loud, he must have seen somebody sucking dick in the car in the parking lot, right? Like, because there's no... That's the most random thing. I'm not, like, getting yeah, on stage that, and being like, oh, thanks. yeah, shout out to the, I don't know, people taking fentanyl on the, on the B train. Like, that's not, like, something <laughs> that I'm, like, thinking about unless it's a part of my experience. So, I mean... It was just random. It Even was if it random. is a part of my experience, I will have a conversation with y'all, <laughs> not thousands of people. What are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, these are not your mans. You know what I'm saying? None like, of us are your mans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hold that conversation for your friends, etc. But my thing is, what I notice about celebrities is that whoever they are, once they become famous, it's just proliferated. It just right. comes out. Yeah. So this... This is who the, the baby is. This is who he's always been. It's just he's now on the stage, and we're all here Hearing seeing it. the show. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's true. And it's an inflated ego of not having, like, no men in your crowd. There should have been a nigga waving them, like, yo, don't talk about that nigga that was sucking dick in the parking lot. Yeah. It probably would have worked out for him. Yeah, like, who's your, that's true, too. It's like, yo, yo when who you, is in your posse, I'm, bro? No, it's a bunch of yes men, as per usual, more than likely. Because they don't want... You know the bag. They don't want to get. Nah, if you got if you well if you're a celebrity and you're paying people to be around you, mm-hmm. 
I would hope that you want people who are going to tell you what it is, man. No, at that Keep you nah. humbled. Nah, bro. You want to stay in the circle. Nah. You yeah. want to stay in the circle. Nah. I want my I'm circle saying, to tell no. me what it is, bro. Yes, us. I love the, I love, I love, you see that logic Not, right there? You see that I logic? I still pay you. You see the logic right there? That's that's I like that. Yeah. Niggas are not I know it's not. Shit. Yeah, it's not. Come on, it's bro. Not it's not. And it's happen. sad. It's not like to be like annoying, like to be like jokes or anything like that. That's just sad though. Like you should know, as a black person, it's two communities you never go after. Hmm. One, Jewish people. Facts. Two, gay people. As it, it definitely will switch to gay people as number one and Jewish people number well, two. Community. I would say that again, has yet to I'm happen. saying white gay people because they definitely don't care oh, those about the gay. They don't care about black yeah. and Latino no. gay. Oh, no, uh, no, no, they, they don't care about people of color in those communities. They nah. they want to. You got to hit Elton John's like nah, doorstep. That was so random. When I heard, I was like, yeah, what the was... fuck is Elton John? The fuck are you talking about, bro? Yeah. Yeah, Elton John nice. don't be doing nothing. Offended. He don't be. He does no. not talk no. at no. all. But that's hilarious, though. When Elton John is on your ass, you got to be like, I, like, I am doing something. Elton like John. They was doing drugs almost. Elton John be chilling for the most part. Yeah. But let's talk about a better performance. You old heads will have. Um, okay, so you're not first and foremost, you so would not disrespect do us. You've done that too done many times before. since this whole podcast has started. You will not disrespect me and Joe <laughs> ever again like that. Don't do that. Don't call you old people? No, we're not no. old. All right. First Rude. of all, what we're going to get into is real rap. Unlike most of the garbage that we have today, but we're not going to, we're not going to put these two things in the same. Stop. Back in my day, it was better. Well, we can have, we had four minute songs. We can have, we can have the debate. If we want, I will ether you 20 second verses. We can have the rapping debate. I will definitely ether you if you want. We don't have the time for that. Is this the segue into the nigger tree that happened this week? Oh, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Sir. The locks, the locks versus Dipset. I just, I would just, go ahead, go ahead. I would just like to say, August third was a beautiful day. I wasn't even paying attention to the date. Joe hit me up. Yo, you watching? Versus? Totally. No, forgot. I said, are do you have your Tims and your American? Oh yeah, flag? yeah, yeah. My Tims and my American flag. First and foremost, that sounds like I should have been rooting for Dipset. No, but yes, technically, but. <laughs> That was the most New York hot ghetto mess I've ever seen in my life. I loved and it. I loved every second of it. Yo, New York dudes snapping on each other. Get look like they ready to fight. Yeah, getting physical. Oh man. Yo, shoes. Damn. Yo, Cameron put People. foot to t- Styles P's chest. He kicked him in his chest. I was like. I mean, oh. he was trying to take off his sneaker. <laughs> he though. was trying to yeah. take off his sneaker, but where's the line? <laughs> where's the line? Eventually, the line's gonna get crossed, but you know it I'm didn't pre- get there last that. Yeah, night, the lines so are gonna get crossed, but they're always gonna bring it back. Like, hey, we're just yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Just That's keeping, that keeping the grittiness nonsense. in rap, Yonkers. One thing Yonkers. I will say is the first red flag for me was at the beginning when. Dipset did not come out together. Mm, yes. Because I was yes. also watching um, Fat Joe's review, and he was saying that Cameron was actually trying to leave. Like, he was going to leave the garden. And then he, like, changed his mind last minute and came back. Yeah, I he heard that. questions like, okay, so I see Jim Jones. Like, where is everybody else? And then I realized, oh, that was the case. That's why Cameron came in so late. Yeah. He's the last person. 
Now, obviously, as opposed to the locks, they were always together. You can tell by their performance that they practiced. You know, they were rapping songs that were 20 plus years old, you know, so I think um, Styles P, like, he was honest. Like, yo, I don't remember some of this stuff, so, like, but I got to go back and practice. He said he needed, like, two days to, and then the muscle memory just... You know what I'm saying? That's so, Div said, on the other hand, I was rooting for them. I was not. I definitely switched up, definitely took my Tims off. And, um... <laughs> well, well, Jadakiss was wearing I, Tims. Well, you know, because... I guess when you think about Dipset, it's like you think about swag because technically Harlem is like the swag, swag mecca of New, York, New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With like the flamboyant skin colors. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. with Dipset, I think it looks like they, they thought that the swag was going to carry them over mm-hmm. because they weren't prepared at all. You know what I'm saying? And they were lip singing. Yeah. What? Which was embarrassing. Yeah, so basically, yeah. during, like, whenever their song would play, it would be the track playing. And then they would, like, try, they would, like, rap over it. But, you know, like, timing is going to be off a little bit. So you can, like, be like, okay, I'm going to rap. I can take a break. Rap, take a break. That. That's what they were doing. But, but like, no locks, before? Oh, locks okay. 95% of the songs were just the instrumental and I then think they all the songs were instrumental. No, no, there was there was a couple. I think like uh, when they went when they were going to that medley, those were the only times where mm. it wasn't the track. That's fair. But other than I'm gonna that, be honest, I ain't watch it. That's okay. That's Did you cool. see the yeah. highlights of it? I saw the highlights. That's, that's a, all you, that's need, all to you need to know. But that's my conspiracy know. is though, oh. right? Mm-hmm. That that night was very special. Absolutely. Right, because it opened up a portal. I mean, like a. A true New York portal to the fact that it brought Kimba home, right? So we gotta really think oh about it, right? God. Think about it. No, 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 no. We gonna we gonna really think. Okay, okay. Let him cook. Let him cook. Let him cook. Because I think right then and there, like you had the combination, right, of locks, right, D block. You had Dipset there, right. You had like maybe two hundred pairs of Tims, definitely, right. Somebody had to gut out a Dutch, maybe like fifty times, right. I'm being I'm being generous with that. Yeah, very, right? very. Then on top of that, had to be at least two hundred Nutcrackers on stage, right? Probably. That's the that's the New York combination to open up the portal that ended up bringing Kimba home, son, and had Julius Randle sign that extension. So honestly, August third was so great. That it, it it brought the Knicks back to life that's for this season. So I'm just saying. <laughs> One somehow, the Knicks. You, I'm just saying. That's somehow you brought it back. I just can't even argue. <laughs> and, and somehow, right? But think about it too. Like now, now Kemba about to go to Madison Square Garden. Yeah. We're gonna have hookah and Nutcrackers waiting for him in his locker. No. Right. Yes, no. we are. Right. Everybody getting a pair of Tims, and we have to think the locks and Dipset. I think it makes sense. That's quite a take. <laughs> I've heard that take from multiple people though, so there got to be some validity to I'm it. Telling you, it opened up a portal. Yo, Melo was there. He almost signed. Right, you, know you know what? You know what? Let's not say nothing. Let's not say nothing. He almost signed. Uh, when I watched, I watched from start to finish. And I was on the phone with my fiance while going over it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. my computer was going a little faster. So I was hearing the tracks that was coming out. There were certain things that I did not like. Even though I love Michael Buffer, why were you there? Why was Michael Buffer there? 
Didn't even know that. DJ, you was playing a bunch of New York tri-state area records, and then next thing you know, all the way turned up, per- turned on. I was like, get this out of here. This is a this is a New York audience. Get the down south stuff away. Just get it away for the night. We don't need that. Um. Other than that, the locks looked amazing. They look younger than they did mm-hmm. making all those tracks back in the day. Especially Jadakiss, who is ultimately now the cheat code of verses because he has way too much of a catalog. Well, him and the locks in general. Playing, and then Jewels. Jewels, what, what were you doing on stage? You jumping around like it was a mosh pit I saw at one point. Then you saying, oh... Y'all ain't got no song for the ladies. What? What you mean you ain't got no Listen, song for the I ladies? All I saw is Kiss grab his man flag, and throw it on the ground. Throw yeah. it on the ground. Nasty. I also saw Jim what Jones did do? He fall laughed. off stage. That's all he did. He just laughed. I was like, y'all look terrible. I ain't got nothing more. Y'all look terrible. So once that freaky Zeke should have stayed home. Nah, he was you a mood though. Freaky Zeke is man. He nah. He just he's he's. I love he's that man. Dancing on the side. <laughs> he's this, you know. He's this generation's. Yeah. Um. What's his name? That. But I did hear a lot of people say big that. Watch. Don't big don't call him Flavor Flav. Don't call him Flavor Flav. Why not? Nah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go that far. Why not? Flavor Flav has a cultural importance in 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 hip hop. True. He I'm was just a public saying. enemy. Okay. Yeah. And he's a part of Dipset. And don't. Nah, it's not. It's not. Nah, it's not the same thing. I'm kidding. Josh was like, I'm kidding. Like, Josh was like, took a hat. And he was like, Cap. Oh, okay, we agree, Cap. Oh my God! But like, the just the amount of tracks that just kept coming up, like, money, power, respect. Then you have 24 hours to live, and then, wow, loud, f you, track. hunt. Yo, when you got a Mariah Carey track in the tuck, like, yeah. like you not, you not really doing much. And then when, yo, that who shot your freestyle? freestyle I was just about to bring that up. Fire, he got y'all out of here. Jadik has been doing this. Jadik has said he was outside. Oh yeah. I'm here to destroy my opponent strictly. That's what he said. He said, "Yo, we see Grammys." Y'all just see grams. Like, I was like, yo, there's nothing y'all can do with them. They have, what, th- about 30 years of 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 a catalog? Like, you can't. And I heard the major is actually giving them the keys to the city. There's a video. De Blasio? De Blasio? Yeah, I don't For know what? De Blasio, but that's what the lock said. They said they're getting the keys soon. What kind of keys they getting? Because I don't what, know. They, Whoa. Yeah, you got to use the scales Whoa. that they weigh the whales, whales with. with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That's a fact. There's bars under there. It's underlying bars. Because uh, a bird go for at least 12, 12, 13. I don't know. Oh. We don't know none of that here. <laughs> You're wilding right now. Actually, <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> just stop <laughs> talking. Bryce calling you right now, bro? I told you I got white on. <laughs> you still but, um, on my, I got yeah. You. All in all, that was a very good night. I enjoyed myself. I stayed up to like 12 o'clock. They basically shut down Madison Square Garden. Well, the Hulu Theater inside Madison Square Garden. Like, 
It was it was a joy. Dipset, shame on you. Oh, but they are going on tour with them and they State are, Property. Shame oh, for real? Yeah. State Property too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to do better. I would go to the show, but the... I'll probably get shot. <laughs> that's you know? also true. Mm-hmm. Strays. Nothing but strays. Nothing but strays. Especially when, uh, when Freeway get on there. When Freeway and Be- Imagine Beanie Seagull just randomly. I don't need it. I can feel it in the air. Yeah, I, I can too. My soul flying. <laughs> Up to yonder? Exactly. Oh, you ain't got nothing to say because we old oh, heads. Yeah, I, poli- I apologize, yeah. sir. My fault. It's not even your... I'm sorry I migrated to this country later in life. Apologies, guys. I chose a better life later. Sorry. What does that <laughs> even mean? Don't what, do what, that. what do you mean by that? <laughs> I came in when I was 13, Justin. I would have known from previous... Th- Albums from I don't even know when these niggas was rapping, bro. Whoa, All I know is from this up is the chain. For? That's it. I've seen the dip tip, dip set chain, and that's it. Besides probably that, top five case, best chain. Only reason I we just sound so fucked up. Only, reason, only way I know Jadakiss is loading when he did the um the combined with um Fab. Yes, thank you. Uh, I was gonna say the nigga that be punching bitches uh, Jason, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jason versus Freddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know how that yeah. went. Jadakiss killed. Fabulous on that too. Yeah, yeah, I think Fabulous career needs to just be buried oh. in the ground, yeah, six he's feet done. under. He's and done. needs to be done over with. That's it. We had that conversation earlier. Okay. Yeah. We, Wait, we got, No, I'm saying this, we, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. This is this is perfect. We got a we got a motherfucking therapist in the fucking is, building like his with his license, nigga. Let's talk about that toxic shit. Let's that's get started. Let's, let's, I, do, I do not do toxic. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? Nah, as far. No, I'm just saying, Yo, as far as for you, how would you some? Oh, how bro. would you like? Let's just say a patient comes to you, right? Right? Oh, he putting you in the hot seat. Oh, yeah, facts. No, 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 no. It's like it's it's. Are we not? We talking? I'm off the clock. It's on the clock. Nah, he's on the clock. You're holding my support, dog. You're on the clock now. Okay. No, I'm just saying, as far as for somebody like such an abusive background, right? Like going from that and staying in that position. Not judging the person. I don't know what your life is. Obviously, I don't know you. You know what I mean? It was just like. If somebody comes to you, like, how can they not see it? Or do they see it or did you just accept it? How would you in your, um, describe that, I would say, in a sense? Like, do they see that, you know, it's um, wrong for them or it's just something they should definitely get out before, obviously, you start losing teeth and your voice change and shit like that on some Dr. Dre's wife or some shit? You know what I mean? Like, so you, th- are you saying, like, the person who's doing it? No, the no, person no, 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 that's getting abused. Like, going yeah, through yeah, it. The person yeah, yeah, going yeah. through it. Um... Yeah, because, like, the, the person who's doing it never sits in my office. Like, they'll oh, never no. make it to my oh, – their, oh. their pride and ego don't allow oh, them to. The. Um, but as far as, like, the the women that get to my office or, like, <clears throat> from past experiences, um, their readiness is usually high. It's just about safety. Most of the time, it's not even about, like, whether the, – the woman knows that, like, she's in, like, a position where, like, she's in danger, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, like there is like a like a <clears throat> there's a discrepancy in like how equitable like the resources are, right? Sure. So like the man either has like some kind of financial, um, right. you know, financial advantage over her, social advantage, so she may not. So to clarify, I worked in like a, a heavy Caribbean community, right? So like a lot of folks, like a lot of the wives, 
won't really have high paying jobs, but like their their husband will work in construction or work in like a hospital city state job or whatever it may be. And they're relying on their husband or their partner for benefits, insurance, all these different things, money, right, housing. So, and then what usually happens by the time they get to me, they've already had a child with this person. Like there's there's so many things that's tying them to this person that that they're with to the point where like, it's harder to it's harder for them to conceptualize getting away from the, the relationship because there starts to be like a guilt factor to it, right? But that's what abuse is about, right? It's not about whether or not the woman wants to stay there. It's about how safe she feels to leave. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the but in the the mind of a woman who's being abused, right? Right, um, the unknown feels a lot scarier than knowing that he's gonna come home at any point in time and be abusive emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever it may be. So at that point, it's about like all the sessions being about um, one, their past history of like abuse and like what they've, what they've conceptualized love to be or what relationships should look like, what they saw growing up, all these different things that kind of helps them realize the patterns that they're either recreating or <clears throat> how they can kind of make room or, or make try to make wiggle room to break the cycle because the uh, the man is not going to change anytime soon so it's about like how do you create resources for them like outside of their relationship friends agency different agencies okay. and like creating support so then they can feel the need to like leave finally get yeah take that step. but it's yeah women women usually go back i would say like anyone who's in an abusive relationship not just women but like anyone like usually goes back like seven to eight times before they leave and like usually the rate of them dying from trying to leave is higher every time that they go back so like anytime like the man senses that that they want to leave the relationship their chances of of dying increases so you always want to like create a safety plan so that the dude doesn't know that they're trying to leave and shit like that Mm -hmm. so So, so obvious the the control part of it kicks in and Mm -hmm. mine 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 mentality yeah yeah it's a it's a power thing it's not even like most of the men that do it like the most insecure men like i've i've met a lot of them face to face and me being like where i'm from um it's like they they know like they can't try certain things or say certain things to like the the folks that i would see so like they would wait until the the woman gets home to like you know do or say something but they would never say it in front of me so you know so it would be like just one-on-one or like yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah one-on-one because you never want to have the dude in the room Uh um and that's for like couples therapy too like if if there's been like a recent like physical like altercation between like two people in a relationship you do not want them in any type of session because it's not gonna work you trying to eat my fries now um it's not gonna work because ultimately there's an intimidation factor in there so it's kind of fucked up you know well we should probably introduce you yeah, 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 definitely. You know what I mean? Far Rock America. You know what I mean? What's up? <laughs> you mean Queens? Far Rock America. Far Rock Queens, New York? Far Rock America. There's no such thing okay. as Far Rock America. Hey, Ashley. What you mean? You just live in Queens. Relax. All right. Am I introducing myself or what are we doing? Yeah, yes. I'll, uh, I'll just say who you, what your name is and just... You can say your credentials and stuff like that. All right. So I'm I'm Josh 
uh, Josh Emanuel, Joshua Ware, whatever you want to call me. Um, I don't know. What's the background? Like, this is like an awkward because we already kind of started. It's okay. Oh, my profession. Damn, I got to lead him with my profession. All right. I'm a therapist. Um, but don't don't judge me based on this podcast. Like, I'm not professional right now. Um, but, yeah, I'm a therapist. I've been doing it for about about five years now. Um, clinical, uh, individual couples and family therapy is like my specialty but i mainly focus on uh trauma and anti-oppressive um modifications to evidence-based practices it sounds like a lot of jargon but pretty much i see black people uh, for therapy and my goal is to make therapy accessible for black and latino folks that's it that's cool. And I be chilling. I be in the streets too. <clears throat> oh no! Don't oh, don't no. do what you do. I was just about to clap. I, I, I was about to clap. I was like, this promo right here. I'm still clap though. And the nigga said, I mean, I'm still clap. I be in the streets though. No, you not. Please I really do, I, bro. I see. I got a crip and blood clients. Oh Jesus! I'm in the streets. <laughs> how does I'm that go? I'm a hood healer. I'm so. How does that go? I'm a hood healer for real, for real. A hood healer. OG. You should put that as your name. Yeah, you should put that in your bio. <laughs> I don't want to promote healer. that too much because you hear certain stories and you become a liability in the courtroom. So I'm oh, oh no, nah, nah, never mind. I'm, I'm you good, you good. Hud healer. I'll just call you that personally. Yeah, mm-hmm. personally. So we had this talk on um, Sunday when obviously we had church or whatever. This is my brother from church, by the way. You're, uh, but I've known you're, it's way deeper than pause than church. You know, I've known him for over twenty years. I know, I know, I know. Relax. Because it sounds like you're whispering. I talk low sometimes. <laughs> I mean, he's trying, he he trying not to cry because we got 23 years of friendship. Oh, exactly. That's so, why he's sentimental. Yeah. So, yeah, we spoke about this <laughs> and just wanted to learn, <laughs> just wanted to ask everybody around the room, do you mm-hmm. think, because you know how men are, do you think we hurt more when we are cheated on or broken up with? Like, do mm. men hurt more? Yes. Uh, uh, no. You're with us now. Don't don't think about them. Think about us. I'm think thinking about, about everybody. Um, nah, I think it's I think it's equal. I think it depends on how how self aware the person is. I don't think even I don't think it's based. I think men we <coughs> we express it and externalize it differently. But um, I think the the level of pain or hurt. It really depends on the person. It depends on like, yeah, because yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen so many people like, you know, of course, like they come into the room like after a breakup or like as they're transitioning um, through a breakup, and they're trying to figure out if they should stay or leave and all these different things. And like men, both men, women, no matter like who they're dating, like they show up, um, depending on like their self awareness, they show up with a great deal of pain. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's just it just depends. So I don't know if it's like I don't know if niggas you know feel pain more. They may feel it later because they rep- like we tend to like repress it yeah. a lot more. Um, but I don't know. I've seen some people like ball because like they are losing a relationship. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know if it if it's gender based. Gender based. Yeah. Because yeah. I know. Because also when we spoke, like it was. Um, I brought up like you know how when men cheat because quote unquote when men cheat it's like more so like natural instinct because mm. we're we are hunters 
quote unquote, mm-hmm. we're hunters in general. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, when it comes to a woman cheating, quote unquote again, it's more so an emotional based thing. So like it was like time and things like that brought into um, to cheating. You know what I'm saying? So, but obviously that could be you know circumstantial, like you said before. So sometimes you just want to suck dick. I feel you. What? What? That's what you said. Hello. (laughs) Wait. What? Hello. You said there was no emotions involved, and you said sometimes you said you talk about women emotions are involved, and I just said sometimes there isn't. Sometimes you just want to suck dick. And that's it. Hello? <laughs> All right. So my take on this, um, you pretty much, Josh hit the nail on the head. Um, Joe, how do you, how do you, we're just going to move on. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't, All right. don't um, think about it. Okay. <laughs> so Josh, to piggyback on what you said, um, it depends on the, the repression of the pain. Mm-hmm. which will determine the length of your healing process. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be the better way to put it in terms of not they taking away the gender part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it is widely known that men tend to repress mm-hmm. their emotions, so their healing process takes longer, yeah. which is why some would say that men hurt longer than women. Yeah. Yeah, because I know y'all, well, you probably, none of y'all would probably know, but you would know, like, when myself and my ex, you know, when we broke up, relax. When my just <laughs> <laughs> mm, talk low, talk low, mm, keep your voice up. So, yeah, um, when myself and my ex, when we broke up, y'all saw how long it took me to just, like, want to bring people in to know who I am. Like, I met... You know, I met Meji a couple of months later, but it was just so like, like I was still, you know, hurting and things like that. I mean, granted, she made me feel a lot better than where I was at the at the time. So, but it was just like, yeah, I was just like hurting for like I felt like I couldn't love again. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like it was like I hit rock bottom, and then like. I tried so many times to do like what people would say the right thing, you know, try to be as open and honest and then try to, you know, do as much as you can for your partner. And then that didn't work. Mm-hmm. So like now I'm just like, if I'm doing all this and this, this is the outcome, like, is this, is this worth my time now mm-hmm. to just try this again with somebody else? And <sighs> I'm not gonna go down revision. I'm not gonna go down memory lane about that stuff. But like, mm-hmm. it was it was hard to to just like you know open myself up to think about you know falling in love again and then wanting to do things and mm-hmm. well now you all know where I am now so you I know you. we see things certain things happen for a reason and okay. mm-hmm. move forward. With it. Mm-hmm. I'm a proud advocate of spending time alone after you go through a traumatic experience like just you in a box going through all your feelings it's gonna suck Uh but in the outcome of it you'll come out on top Uh like don't 
go and chase somebody else and like just, just spend some time alone and also understand that that next relationship may or may not work out mm-hmm. but remember now you are a, another version of yourself a better version of yourself and maybe the person that because the thing is that after going through a traumatic experience the next person you meet is kind of like an experiment because you've already gone through all your emotions and feelings and now it's like okay I'm ready to date again yeah so now the next person is like, okay, I'm taking all this knowledge. I'm going to apply it. But that person may not be where you're at. Exactly. So, you know, I've been through that. So obviously, you know, things like that are hard. But you, like I said, it all depends on your awareness mm-hmm. of yourself, your reflection. And that's going to determine how quickly you'll heal or not. Mm-hmm. You know, some people stay in it forever. Mm-hmm. And they never heal. Just said uh, something that Justin said. I wanted to ask you, as far as like, why does it sound like always sound like we all have been there? Like you said, you did everything right, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it always like in your head like that broken record? Like you did everything right. She should have stayed. Like I made you happy. Mm-hmm. Like why is it like to people like what? How do you help move someone move past that? Like even though you do everything, like it just doesn't work out sometimes. As yeah. fucked up it sounds to say, but mm-hmm. like how do you usually? Uh, that, uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I would say just one is the ego, right? The ego wants things to work out, right? It's not so much, the ego is not necessarily like a, a bad thing. I don't even use the term good or bad when I like do the work that I do. Even in my personal life, I don't use good or bad. Like I don't believe anything is like specifically good or bad unless it's like on a systemic level and then that's like a whole nother conversation. Right. But I think to, to like to bro's point is that the ideas of like if you mentally and emotionally feel like you have the the right combination right like you have the everything all the variables are in the right place right you're showing up emotionally for this person you're showing up mentally showing up physically you know all the, the sacrifice and time giving your time your talents and your treasures right, right. Mm-hmm. to this person and then they aren't able to receive it it does just even from personal experience what i like from what i've been through is that you're like why the hell isn't this work like i'm doing everything right i'm yeah. doing i'm it, this feels right i feel like i'm doing everything like what i'm supposed to be but this person can't receive it and in those moments the conversation becomes about not so much if you're doing everything right but is that person able to accept what you're giving them right and so like if someone doesn't have the capacity to to love themselves or see themselves as worthy or see themselves as as worthy of love or patience or understanding they're going to self-sabotage right no Mm -hmm. matter what it is it could be a job it can be a person whether that person is a romantic relationship or a friendship whatever it may be if that person isn't seeing themselves as worthy of love and, and compassion and kindness they'll never be able to accept it so one thing that I learned, and like me and bro had this conversation last year when I like ended my relationship last year during the pandemic, and from pretty much the time that the person left, like to like go to another state or whatever, like mm-hmm. in March was a time when I like started to pe- like prepare for the relationship to end, right? Because right. I already had known the person's patterns. I have known, I knew it was gonna happen. But I had to prepare my, I had to sit alone with myself to like really figure out like how the hell am I going to f- 
find the independent Josh that I feel comfortable with, that I know how to love, and I feel, com- you know, I feel like I can confidently navigate through a relationship and whatever happens, happens. Right. right? So literally from like the month of March to the time that we broke up in June, it was a lot of self-reflection. It was all of it was me going to work, coming back home, in therapy, like just reflecting on how to create this confident Josh. And when that started to happen, the relationship started to separate more. So then my ego kicked in and was like, why isn't this working? Because I'm showing up, I'm actually more emotionally available. I'm less stoic than I was before, right? Like I'm asking all the right questions, but like it's just not clicking, right? So it's just, the ego plays a big role in that. So. So do you think, because um, I was in a similar situation years ago, and I realized that the, in my situation, the person had trauma, mm-hmm. unresolved trauma with their father not being available or cheating on their mother, and then that poured into the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her, I was like, I have nothing to do with that. Like, why am I carrying this weight now? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And... Much like yourself, I've went into that space again, shorter period because I've already experienced a longer period before dating this person because mm-hmm. that situation was worse. But here I went through that. But the only difference is that I got to the realization that I'm good. Like I'm not the problem. Mm-hmm. So it just clicked and I walked away mm-hmm. clean. Yeah. I mean, for a good majority of it, I, f- I felt like I was the problem. Right, like it was something. I was like, I'm not doing something, right? But ultimately, like, and that's where the brain, like, yeah. you start to like really realize you. Then you start to be like, okay, like, if anything, it's not so much that I'm the problem, but the problem is I'm enabling some behaviors that mm-hmm. I really shouldn't be, mm-hmm. and I'm playing a role in codependency, right? I'm playing a role in trying to be the savior, and all these different things of like the yeah. person with trauma, right? Especially yep. when you date. Specifically, when you date black women, there's going to be, like, so many levels of trauma because of, like, how systems have fucked up our families. It's introduced us to just certain traumas that we should not have been introduced to, whether Mm -hmm. it's gun violence, anything like that. Like, so when you meet a black woman, there's going to be there's a chance that her relationship with her dad is just is fucked up. Right. And so now, you know, I, I think. In many ways, I would step into relationships with, like, black women specifically. Like, oh, I have to be this black man that shows up that is the opposite of, like, the black man that she met and, and mm-hmm. you know, in her life. Mm-hmm. And most people aren't ready for that because they never went to therapy for, like, all the hurt that they've been through. Like, they never, like, really process how their relationship with their parents or their dad is, is messing them up. So then the ego kicks in, right? Saviorism is still part of the ego. It's not a healthy thing to have. So, like, you come in and you're just like, all right, I'm going to save this person from whatever they're going through. And then it doesn't work, right? And so then it's like, damn, like, you fucking up. But really how, like, I was adding to the situation was trying to be that savior and then making making that person feel comfortable enough to be like, oh, I can be emotionally unstable i can be i can fuck up i can be disorganized i can rely on you and not ask you how you're doing because you got this it's all about me 
and you know so we can also sometimes feed into that that dynamic by wanting to help too much or wanting to be that pillar too much even though it's coming from like a very like good place you know so it's like carrying the entire weight of the situation that's actually the others right and them not really doing not really engaging in the process right gotcha right because you're not even emotionally there like you just you become the parent at that point Uh, you become the parent it's it's you know people show up in in relationships you know i've seen the most independent professional women right like some some women who's making like closest you know six figures they got like degrees on top of degrees whatever and like they show up in a romantic relationship and they do not know how to function like they turn into whatever age the trauma happened they turn into that right in front of you know and it's like especially if they feel comfortable enough right and what i've what i've definitely noticed is that is that how that person shows up is going to dictate every no matter what achievements they have like professionally like they it just it doesn't carry so like all the shit that we see on instagram like mm-hmm. the you know mm-hmm. what, what you bring to the table or blah 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 that's not real it means nothing <laughs> yeah. right because sometimes what the person's bringing to the table is is trauma is insecure attachment styles it's anxious attachment styles avoidant disorganized attachment style they bring in uh, a love language that's rooted in trauma so they don't really know their love language but they're telling you that they do like it's just it can be a shit show right so you mm-hmm. it, it's about being able to like see like how how you are playing how at least i'll bring it to the eye how i was playing in the dynamics that i was running into and then how to how to ground myself in a way where i'm not enabling it where I'm yeah. trying to show up as like my most secure self or I'm mm-hmm. trying to show up as my most healthy self so then I'm not bringing or perpetuating hurt continuously through mm-hmm. every interaction that I have yeah. you know what I mean gotcha mm-hmm. why do you think well before let's say the last three to five years why do you feel like there was such a stigma against like for black people or people of color in therapy <sighs> Accessibility is right is the big thing, but I think also like you don't air out your dirty laundry, right? Like that's like mm. a like a saying that goes past like multiple generations. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't tell the neighbors your business. You want to make sure everything is low key. There's family secrets, right? Like that you know people of color have in their families that go for like generations, right? Like there's family secrets in my family I ain't know about, right? Mm-hmm. Until maybe you know what I mean la- last weekend. Right. Oh right. yeah. You know. You know what I mean? One fourth one fourth Jamaican out here and I didn't know for like my whole life, right? It's wild. It's just the craziest shit. So right? he'd be flagging now. Who listen, offended, yo, we I'm just saying we 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 won one through three, like right? Gold, oh, silver, bronze. Nah, he right? won. Nah, he I'm won. Just saying, you that right super now. hard. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, sir. ain't any Jamaican independence sir. day there? It's my people's day today. Sir. I'm just saying. Sound like Elizabeth <laughs> Warren. Sound like Elizabeth Warren, bro. I'm saying. Like like no, no, no. I'm one I ain't say I was. I ain't say I was Cherokee. <laughs> I said, my grandmama, her, her, her parents moved to North Carolina from Jamaica, right? Mind you, I know my grandma pretty much all my life. 
ain't nobody ever bringing this up. Wow. So, you know what I mean? So, like, think about, like, even something as small as that and how harmless it is. Mm-hmm. Think about, like, all the other secrets that people and, like, black families and Latino families, Asian families hold on to that you just, like, there's this trauma behind that, right? Like, there's a secrecy that doesn't, that, one, creates tension in a space that's unknown, but mm-hmm. also it just shows that there's always been, like, a lack of safety. You know what I mean? So, like, even if you think about mental health, like, when it first started out and how specifically black people were introduced to mental health, it was to criminalize them, right? So, like, slaves who were run from the plantation mm-hmm. were diagnosed with, a, I forgot the specific diagnosis, but, like, pretty much it was the fact that they would have to be psychologically insane in order f- for them to conceptualize them wanting to be free. That's pretty, they was, right. So, like, oh, imagine, shit. like, being put in an institution being told that you are mentally ill because you want freedom right so like that if that's introduced to you and that that hospital is like still in atlanta i forgot the name the full name of the hospital but they've changed the name of it um but it's like to like to have people you know go through that right to have uh black and latino indigenous asian you know people go through that it's like no one's going to trust a therapist anymore. Nobody's going to want to see a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. you know, especially when the psychiatrist doesn't look like them or the therapist doesn't look like them. Um, so it, it's just, it's a lot to unpack. Like when I worked at, um, when I was working for MHSC, which is like a Bill de Blasio's like organization um, that he funded, you know, before I got there, like no one would want to go to therapy. Like, you know, I, I would sit there for like maybe like a month at a time, like where I maybe see like eight people, right, a week, and then some like somehow like time went by, like three, four months go by, right. By the sixth month, like I could not even like find a space where I can fit people, right. So like it was like thirty people a week, but it just goes to show like people, black people, we want it. But, like, it depends on who it's coming from. And if that therapist's representation of, like, harm that's been perpetuated generationally is going to be even harder mm-hmm. for a black person who's been told to keep their secrets to themselves mm-hmm. to actually open up in the space. So that's why it's, it's, it's hard. And it's harder for black men. I Literally, like, 15% of my caseload was black men. Right? 85% of it was black women. I so it's, it's like... Niggas don't even want to show up sometimes, even if it's a nigga sitting, sitting across from them. You know? So, yeah. That's one more thing. Um, this has to be with social media. You know how niggas I feel about that shit. Um, but how do you... Why do you think people nowadays struggle with, like... It's never... No one has a balance of it. You see, they're like... Um, they'll go through something and be like, you know, fuck this bitch. Or it's on the way on the opposite side. There's no spectrum to it. It's like, somebody get hurt. And you're like, you know what? They want fuck this bitch forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... It's always to the extreme instead of being like, you know, it happens to this one person and then that's it. Let me move on to the mm-hmm. not able to, you know, what I mean, like make the difference of like this happened, shut down new door and mm-hmm. not to the OK, this happened. Fuck love. This will never work out ever in my life again. And just go to the extreme. Why do you think mm-hmm. like no one ever has like now that mm-hmm. middle ground anymore? I mean, the the niggas ain't shit and bitches ain't shit. Uh over dynamic years. has yeah. been around for, for centuries. Like, yeah, for the longest, right? Uh, I think even like um, 
Asata Shakur like talks about it in her biography, autobiography, where she's like, there was a song like, "There's nothing going on but the rent," yeah. right? But like, the the relationship between specifically, I'm gonna keep it between like black men and black women, right? Um, and true. black people of like all diasporas, right? Because it really is is based on one like the tr- again trauma that we've seen right mm-hmm. violence but also poverty is a trauma right and so you start to think about like how in those traumatic spaces people show up you have to show up with an ego right there's no vulnerability in, in trauma so if someone hurts you right especially if someone hurts me right what I used to do is be like yo fuck that nigga right like right. it's easy for me to like switch and be like alright like so fuck you too. You the op, right? Like I can say that because yeah. I've been around this space where it's normalized for me to be like this person is complete. I can dehumanize them within a second, right? Mm-hmm. And so like when people are going through relationships and someone has triggered a hurt or they've hurt them, it's easy for us to get into that pocket of fuck this person and you never learn a lesson from it. Like you never learn exactly what that person triggered, you know? And so that yeah, I think sure. that's why. Uh, so you just be like instead of in- Obviously, um, seeing what the issue, you just be like, it's easy. Obviously, that's easier than be like, all right, fuck it, move on and yeah. be about it. Yeah. Um, so the second thing I wanted to ask you, since mm. uh, you're a therapist, you think being more self-aware of in a relationship, like, because you know when it's gonna end, you think it's worse of being blindsided by it, because you know certain people just, mm. you know, when this shit is, you know, what I mean, like you see the the slowing mm. down of the way the person looks at you and other shit like that, mm. um, they don't touch you and everything like that, and you just. Versus being like, you're like, damn, I, I thought we were good. Yeah. You think, you, which one do you think? For me personally, I can only speak from the eye, right? So yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, personal opinion, obviously. I'd rather be self-aware. I'd rather be aware of, like, what's happening, right? Because it helped me, like, looking back on my past relationship, it helped me learn exactly what I needed in my next one, right? So, like, when the touch was going away, right, when there would be nights where we wouldn't cuddle at all. Like, I know, like, how much it hurt, so then I know, like, what I need in the next one, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, like, I know when, like, words of affirmation were missing, right? Like, I know when um, when I would do something for the person, but they couldn't show up for me. Like, I knew something was, like, when someone didn't, when they didn't respect my time, I knew that, like, the next person, I would need them to respect my time. So, like, I, as much as it hurt, the so, like the awareness of how mm-hmm. the relationship was going was like the best thing that could happen for me because and not only that but like my therapist was also like calling me out at the same time like yo Josh this person's not doing this 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 and this but you're still with them like why are you like you come to me over the past few sessions you said this 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 and this and I remember that one session when she listed everything and I knew she was right because after the third one I just tuned her out Right, I just couldn't hear her no more. Like it was just straight up like white noise. So I knew for a fact like that that piece of me being aware and then like being called out about it, right? I needed that. So when I started dating the next person, I knew not one, I knew not to rush into anything. Two, I knew that I I knew what I kind of knew what I needed, right? I was still sucky at like setting boundaries cuz I wasn't fully like I wasn't fully where I am now, right? right? So I needed that, still needed more self-awareness. I still need to, like, comb through the journey. So then I, when I dated that next person after my breakup, 
once it got to a certain point and I became a little bit more healed and like aware, I was like, oh, this person's not it either. Like, I don't think, I don't think this is where I'm supposed to be. Right. right? But still not fully prepared to pull a trigger on that because I was still dealing with the same or similar dynamic as I was in my past relationship. So that person ended up self-sabotaging anyway. You know what I mean? Thank God. You know what I mean? But, you know, shout out to the men upstairs. That's a fact. (laughs) Right. So that person ended up self-sabotaging. And then from there, I started to learn exactly like what I deserve. Right. You know, so, yeah. But as far as somebody that's in the field, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that you knew, like, the logic was there, but your emotion override that, right? As mm-hmm. Obviously, you're there. You know what the signs are. Nobody needs to fucking tell you. This is the shit that you studied. Mm-hmm. This is your ball game. This is, you know what I mean? This is Michael Jordan, game seven. You're hitting that shot, right? I'm going to so, be honest. Not Michael Jordan. Not Michael Jordan. I don't like Michael. Um, Kobe. I, 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 rock Kobe. With, I rock with Kobe. Kobe? <laughs> I don't like Jordan. We're not gonna go to that topic though. Yeah, I don't like hey. Where do you <laughs> the emotion? It was just like you like nope, fuck that. Like, is it like you're scared that because you know exactly what's gonna happen and you mm-hmm. don't want it to happen, or you just still holding on to that past itself? I think for me, it was personally like, no matter how much again, no matter what your profession is, when you show up in a relationship, you show up as whatever trauma, like whatever age that you were when that trauma happened, right? And for me. My trauma happened, like, at a very, like, young age, right? And it was, it was like, trauma that's out of my, con- like, of course, like, any trauma yeah. out of my control, but it's also, like, a blindsided one, right? Again, you grow up in the hood, you know, the kind of, like, long story short, right? Like, I, my, one of my big brothers was, like, murdered, right, one summer, and then, like, the summer after, my big cousin, who is also, like, a big brother to me, was murdered, right? So, like, everything is happening, like, at, like, 11 or 12 years old, so I'm like, damn, like niggas just out here leaving. I gotta hold on to whoever I can, um, right? So you go into that. I went into that survival mode of like holding on to relationships, even if it was detrimental to me, because I'm like, at least I have something around, yeah. right? So like when that relationship was doing bad, I'm you know acting out in my most traumatized self. Like, damn, I need to hold on to this because Superman, I, gotta, right. yeah, I, save gotta, I gotta yeah. save this, right? I can't let this end. I know what pain feels like. Mm-hmm. I can't have this person go through this not thinking about myself, right? So that process of like, no matter how much I knew clinically, right? No matter how much CBT I know, like no matter how much problem solving therapy, like I can give myself the homework, but at the same time, like I'm still showing up as human. And right. if I'm not healed, then, like, I'm going to repeat these patterns. Right. You know, so, like, that was the part where it was, like, like, DBT, it, it teaches you, like, emotional mind, uh, rational mind, and and wise mind, right? Okay. So, like, rational mind is, like, when people overly intellectualize. Emotional mind is, like, when you're, like, at your rawest form, like, I, I hate this person, this person loves me, they're the best person in the world that type of thing right Mm -hmm. and then in the middle is wise mind where it's saying like well this person loves me yes but they also may not have the tools to show up for me or show up for themselves thus what can i do with that information right so like that that part took a while before i was able to like let it click in order to like leave the relationship you know But I feel like also it's very detrimental. I feel like um, in, it's like when you leave and you finally talk to someone, is mm-hmm. it weird that you always have like your guards is higher than usual? Because it's like, I want to set the tone right. 
Is it like you put too much pressure on yourself at that point? What do you think? Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm going crazy, but I feel like a lot of people do that mm-hmm. a lot. I feel like it's like a, almost like a self-destruction of like, I want this one to like mm-hmm. not work out, but I was like, I don't want this to be like the last one. Right. I mean, personally with mine, like I knew it was the end. So I just, I cried everything out right then and there. Like I'm on like, and the wild part, like, we did it over FaceTime, right? Cause this nigga was like all in another state, you know, at that point. Right. So like we did it on FaceTime and like I just bawled because I knew it was like the end of whatever and it's also like a trauma bond there right Right. like this person has seen me like do a lot of transitions she was around like when my you know my uncle died and all these other things so like it's a trauma it's like somewhat of a trauma bond there so you're letting that go um at the same time it has to be let go so like I was just I, I didn't show up with like much of an ego I was just crying you know what I mean? And, like, my sister would tell you, like, I would I would follow her around before I would, like, cry. Like, she would know I was about to cry because I would, like, literally walk behind her, like, two inches. Like, like I was 10, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I was a kid again. Gotcha. So, like, and then I would cry. So, like, it's just, you sh- I think in those moments, people try to show up as, like, I want to have the upper hand and I want to, like, make sure that this person doesn't think that they hurt me or whatever. But sometimes the best route is to go with showing and expressing your hurt, right? Because then it decreases the amount of time you ruminate about it later, you know? So, like, if you show up as your most authentic self, then later on your authentic self is no longer asking you why didn't you show up like that before, you know? So just just try to show up without pride and ego, you know, especially with a breakup, with anything, like just there's there's no space for pride or ego. Well, we're learning so much today. This is good. This is. I'm good. just absorbing. This is right. This is one few moments where you're like, God, damn, I'm gonna go home. Like, I was the problem. Okay. I was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> two people can both can exist in the same space. Like two people can contribute to a problem, and it's okay. You know what so, I mean? Like it's. So blame her. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It be happening. No. Did you just say blame her? What? You just yeah, said he blame did. her. Yes, he, he did. did. Yes, he did. But y'all told me to act like I was on the A train yeah. and ignore what he's like. <laughs> it's showtime. <laughs> now, them showtime niggas be getting it. They do. But mm-hmm. I would like for y'all to have like cash apps instead because I don't carry cash. That's a fact. Yo, if Imagine. y'all just say y'all cash app, I'll, I'll send you bread. That's going to be a day. I would also like for them to wash their ass before Touché. they start swinging on poles and stuff. It's just not the it's not the best thing. Cause I don't want your sweat residue like getting on me. Cause y'all do this on every car. It's not like y'all take a break for like twenty minutes. Nah, nah, nah. The train car be smelling like the varsity locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Smell like straight like they did two a days. Mm. Suicides, huh? Don't don't talk about suicides, yo. It's been trauma right there. I remember doing that for <laughs> volleyball, and I was like, yo, I'm never gonna be. I don't even need to run that much. Son, oh, come on now. It's death. You had to do suicides, didn't you? I damn sure For did. tennis, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. And we had to do a uh, strafe. We had to strafe from one side of the tennis court, like depending on how many errors we had. Nah, I based on errors, splints. that's trash. I had shin splints my senior year. I was tight. Nah, I'm good on that. That nigga, that, that was anti-black though. That was anti, because he was, he was a white man. And that white man shouldn't have had us niggas running like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. 
<laughs> all right, so coming to the end of the pod as per usual. We got our little lessons of the week. Young Christian. Don't do drugs. Why, what Nigga, drugs what? Pers- specifically? Cocaine. Cocaine? Why? Because of Jewels? Rick James. Ah, Rick James. Yeah. So heroin don't is drug. fine. Just don't cocaine. Just, that's the only yeah, heroin's thing. fine, though. You looking for a good time? Hey, that is not a good <laughs> I'm, not time. Get, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Feel me, COVID? Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy life. It's very short, but long at the same time. I don't know why people say life is short, but we're not going into that. But that's my lesson. Enjoy your life. Apparently short, but long at the same time. But yeah. Um, if you are not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. That's my list. Bars. I fucks with that. That was a bar. That, that was, was better a bar. than Dipset. Sticky can't prepare it. I feel like Dipset right now. I ain't even got and he ain't run out of breath like them Dipset niggas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. He spit four. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jada's kiss was up there strong. It's that that sea moss and that wheatgrass that he be drinking. Yeah, him and Styles P. Once I got asthma, I would have definitely ran out of breath. Anyway, lesson of the week: Um, stay healthy. Um, stop post. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For for y'all niggas, some some of y'all niggas be on Instagram wilding, right? (laughs) So like. I need y'all to like yeah, really like himself in the seat. I really need y'all niggas to like really like look at the post before y'all post it and like think like nigga do I deserve to post this because like a lot of it be ego shit and y'all gotta stop doing that and also don't trust everybody on Instagram that say they're a therapist cause they not like you check their credentials they not sanctioned under the under the nice set you know what I mean so like y'all niggas gotta chill with that the, stop sharing everything what's the link Oh, what's my link? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, yeah. Oh. But how you check for yeah, niggas? Plug yourself NYSED, you want to go on NYSED.gov. That's N-Y-S-E-D.gov, right? You want to type in a nigga's last name, space, their first name, and that's how you check if they sanction or not. If they if their name don't pop up, then the nigga's probably not with it. Or at least their license ain't in New York. But you can always look up a nigga NPI number to figure out if they're actually doing what they say they're doing. So I'm just saying, stop sharing everything that's online. That's it. What's your link? And my link is uh, joshthetherapist.com. Thank you. All I'll my put, services are there. I'll put it in the, the yeah. bio. The I don't accept insurance, though, so have big money. <laughs> <laughs> Peloton. Get the Peloton clip at the end, Justin. That's what you need. We're here to run it up. That's We're here to run <laughs> Y'all forget that. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> I'm just saying my services were free for like three years straight. Nah, I forget. I feel you. I feel you. And my lesson for the week, as it pertains to Dipset and the locks or D Block or whatever you want to call them, swag rap will never be better than real rap. Always. Real rap never goes out of style. All these. You know, futures, thuggers, all them. There's gonna be a time when y'all not gonna like them. There's a difference between metaphors and, and real, real raps. raps. That's a big fact, nigga. Yeah. Speaking of, go listen to Vince Staples' new album. You sounded like Vince Staples for that whole entire last part. Actually, it was fire. 
I really thought like we were driving down on. I was like, damn, we should probably go clap a nigga right now. I would love to. <laughs> no one. But, but Ashley said no. No. She said she didn't want to be. Listen to Kings Disease you too. Be. By Nas as well. Album is fire. Horn Hill was spitting bars. Okay, I gotta listen to that. Also, yeah. there's a song called Rare. That's fire. The Pressure, the first song, fire. Wait, YKTV, fire with um. Uh, with Boogie, sorry, King's, nah, Disease King's Disease Two. Mm. Oh, listen to that. Yeah, he dropped the side boogie or, or like a Yo, boogie. No. A boogie. A boogie. Was a boogie? I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked he put. He mm. from New York. He, yeah, he's true. Mm-hmm. He's from New York. Yeah, and there's no Donda album again. Y'all are bums. Everybody who just kept talking about it, stop talking about it. He's never releasing it. Kanye, stop being scared, bro. Come outside. And stop thinking that you got getting lifted out of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Get out of here. You're bugging. Am I lying? To be fair. To be fair. No. As a Kanye fan. Oh, God. Right? I know. There it is. I, it's hard to watch, you know, so <laughs> just please be patient with him. That's the lesson also. Just please be patient. No, it's I'm, hard to I'm watch. With you. Nah, we've been too patient. This is yeah, too short. I'm a Kanye fan too, but I got to call it what it is. Yeah, you know? he, gotta he got to. Like I see it. He needs a therapist. That's fine. Mm-hmm. He do. But be patient to Kanye. Be kind. Be what? Be kind. You can be a therapist. You won't snitch. I would like it serious. Because she <laughs> or he, I don't know. She, he or she snitched on Twitter, I think, right? Oh, you're talking was about the, who's it, the, the stripper that, like, was listening to him for, like, $50,000 or something like that? Is that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would never drop a bag like that. That's I would let crazy. that nigga talk for five hours for $50,000. I put, I just put my phone on mute. <laughs> when is our next session? Uh, <laughs> Once a month, week? <laughs> Shit, I, I see him weekly. We don't even take pictures. I will this quit my enough. job to hear that nigga talk for five hours a month. Who? Kanye. Five hours straight. I see him once a month. He talk. Just go manic. It's all oh. right. Oh, you as a step. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I get him a psychiatrist and all that. Just do what you got to do. He probably not going he not gonna to follow up with anything, but it's fine. Cool 50 Gs? No, no tax? I don't have to I want that to shit IRS? in cash too. I want that okay. shit in cash. Blue okay. faces, nigga. Don't don't show up with nothing, nothing less than a hundreds. See, this is there you go. But I don't want you, no taxes. Make sure the old bills. I don't like the ones that stick. That you know when you're trying to count it and it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you feel short. Yeah, yeah no. You feel no. short. And if I feel short. I don't want the white man's hands on my money. Mm-mm. So I want that in cash. Fifty thousand. But old school. Cash mm-hmm. rules. I think we kind of, I think we ruined the lesson of the week. Yeah, you all ruined it. My fault. <laughs> it's all good, though. Can we, we can do keep, this like we every week? We can keep doing this. <laughs> Whatever I said, no longer matters. <laughs> exactly. My fault, Joe. He definitely did. We might have to end it with that. Cause. Yeah. Anyways, it's been your boys. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll holler at y'all.